Aaron, that was awesome. That was fantastic. Do you know, they did, they did a survey and they actually said a church that has lots of love in it has some other good ingredients in it. And do you know what it was? Joy and laughter. And that's what we're out about at Excite, isn't it? Joy and laughter. You know, I'm going to just, um, let's pray. Father, we just thank you that you fill us with joy. Thank you that we carry your presence, the Holy Spirit. And as I preach today, it is the Holy Spirit that will be preaching, not just a little bit, but with power and with anointing. In Jesus' name, amen. A mother decided to take her son to visit her grandparents, their, their grandparents one day. And when he came into the house, he saw this big family Bible on the table. And he went and had a look at it. And he was just mesmerized by this family Bible. And he was looking through the pages. And as, as he flicked through the pages, this old withered priest leaf fell out from among the pages. And he looked up with astonishment and worried. And he says to his mother, oh, I think that's part of Adam's underwear. So there we are. Thankfully, it wasn't. Thankfully, it wasn't. Okay, we are doing the last one in the series this morning. Make a difference in your church. Make a difference in your church. And I want to talk about something a bit different this morning, and it's the presence of the Lord. And it's found in First Chronicles. So if you have your Bibles, which hopefully you will do because you are Bible-loving people as well as God-loving people, and we love His Word, we're going to look at First Corinthians chapter 13, the presence of the Lord. And here we have the story about the Ark of God. Now, the Ark of God, First Chronicles, did I say Corinthians? First Chronicles chapter 13. Sorry about that, guys. It's up behind me. 1 Chronicles chapter 13. And here we have the story about the ark of God. And David was wanting to take it back to Jerusalem. And the ark of God, just so you know, symbolizes the divine presence of God. Okay. And so David gets a little bit afraid because a man had died, a priest, and here I'll cut in at verse 12. And David was afraid of God that day. And he asked, how can I ever bring the ark of God to me? So he did not take the ark to be with him in the city of David. Instead, he took it aside to the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. The ark of God remained with the family of Obed-Edom in his house for three months. And this is the good part too. And the Lord blessed his household and everything he had. Now, I told you that the ark of God represents the presence of the Lord. The ark of God. So I want you to picture this. One day, a king comes to your house and he knocks on the door and he says, I've got this. I don't want it just for now. I've got the presence of the Lord here. I want you to have it. And Obadidam says, okay, I'll take the ark of God. And I want to tell you that Obadidam accepted the ark of God into his home, accepted the presence of God into his home. That became a changed day from then on for Obadidam. 
You know, he was never the same again because not only was he changed, but he had a revelation of the presence of the Lord in his home. And I want to tell you that if you want to be a changed person, you need a revelation of the presence of the Lord in your life, in your home, because it will impact everything around you. And you know, we carry, when we receive Jesus, we carry the presence of the Lord within us. It tells us in New Testament that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We house the presence of the Lord. So we carry those blessings. We inherit those blessings. Isn't it amazing? And so he becomes a changed man, Obed-Edom. He wants to be near the presence of the Lord because it changes you. And I can tell you, if you want to make a difference in church and in your church, wherever you're from, whether it's this church or another church, when you get a revelation of the presence of the Lord, you will be changed. You will be so changed that you will start to, I want more of that. I want more of that. I want to give you another verse. Chapter 15 of First Chronicles, and it'll come up again. Here is more verses. David finally gets the ark back to Jerusalem, and he says, I want a building for it. So he, he puts a tent up, and he puts the ark in there. But when you have something, and when you have a building, you need people to oversee these things. And so in verse 18, it's like David says, oh, I need some gatekeepers to, to like welcome us as they come in. And here we have it. Verse um, 18 of chapter 15. Here it is, Obadidim and Jael, the gatekeepers. He was right in there. He was going to be on the welcome gate. And then chapter 21, we have it again. It's like king, the king says, King David says, I need people, musical people. I need people that will play and have instruments, people with a gift. Obadidim, he's in there again. He's like, he's like a rash. I tell you, he's all over the place. Obadidim. And JL and Azaziah were to play the harps. Isn't that amazing? There is Obadidim. He's cropping up again. And it just doesn't stop there because he's somewhere else. Chapter 20, verse 24. David needed doorkeepers as they were coming in. And it says Obadidim and Jehiah were also to be doorkeepers for the ark. So it wasn't, oh, do I have to help? Do I have to do this? It was, I want to do this. The presence of the Lord is there. I'm going to go wherever the presence of the Lord is. I want more of that. Isn't that amazing? So when you get changed, when you get changed with the presence of the Lord, you can't help but serve in the house of the Lord. Isn't it great? And you know what? The local church through Jesus is the hope of the world. It's a place where God said, come together so people can see what I look like. The church is united so that people who are divided can have hope and belong. And it's where we can roll up our sleeves up and get the job done because we have the presence of the Lord here with us. It's being relevant and real. And our world need places that are relevant and real with the power and presence of Jesus. His presence changes everything. You know, when I went in, I've had four children. And, <laughs> yeah, four children, that's it now. But, you know, 
when I go into labor, I don't want my husband touching me, doing my back. I don't want him doing anything. I don't even want him to see anything. Do you know what I actually want from him? I just wanted his presence there in the room. And I could give birth to over 10 pound babies, no trouble. I can tell you, Chloe was my biggest baby, no trouble, because it gave me strength to know that I had the presence of the man in my life right there. He didn't need to see anything, I just had his presence. And you know, you have the Lord's presence with you. No matter what, you can just do all things through Christ. And in the presence, so it doesn't become a duty to serve, but it becomes a delight and an honor to serve. It is an honor to serve the creator, the very God who would want to choose us and choose us to serve for his kingdom, for his honor and glory. And in the presence of the Lord, there is joy. There is so much joy in his presence. Hey, you know, Jesus speaks to me and I, I laugh with him. Isn't that so neat? I go to the gym and I've mentioned this be, things like this before, but I had this Christian woman come up to me one day and she said, oh, I don't like that. I said, don't like what? And she went, I don't, I don't like that song. You know, they're taught it's sun salutations and it's about the sun and stuff like that and worshiping. And I'm like, really? I never heard a thing. Because I said, I actually worship the creator of the sun. And so to me, I didn't hear that because while I'm doing my workout, and I tell you what, Elaine will tell you, it's a fast workout. We do step. It's fast. It's high energy. And I'm just there praising the Lord. I'm just enjoying his presence while I'm there. Do you know I get some of my best preachers while I'm there working out at the gym? It's amazing. And then I go on the running machine and I'm just, Ooh, I just feel on a high because I have the presence of Jesus with me. And what's more, people that are next to me, they start to become happy because I use the muscle to smile, like Aaron said. And people are like, wow, she's happy. What's she happy about? You know, it's like we have joy. And this is what it says. Psalm 16, verse 11. You have, this is God, you have made known to me the path of life. You will fill with me with joy in my presence? No, in God's presence, there is joy. Do you know, if you go out and you're a miserable person, it's not going to make people feel, oh, I want to have Jesus and I want to come to your church because you're not exercising those smile muscles. Yeah, we need some of that Jesus joy. And when you get joy in his presence... It does make you feel alive. It makes you have life. So when you experience his presence, not only will it make a difference in your church life, it will make a difference in your community. It will make a difference in your family. And it will make a difference to your children's children. Because we're not finished with Obadidim. Because he was a changed man. It didn't only change Obadidim, it changed the rest of his family. Chapter 26, First Chronicles chapter 26. Obadidim never forgot the ark of God and the presence it made and the blessing it came to his home. And it influenced his children and his household. They just wanted to serve where he was and be strong men. And this is 
chapter 26. Just, whoops. And it says this. This is verse 1 of First Chronicles 26. It says, the divisions of the gatekeepers, and it goes down a whole list. Verse 4, Obadidim also had sons, Shemaiah the firstborn, Jehoshaphat the second, Joah the third, Sakai the fourth, Nathanael the fifth, Amiel the sixth, Issachar the seventh, and whatever that is, Pule the thigh, the eighth. I know, I tell you what, I need a medal for saying them. But you know what? It says after that, for God had blessed Obadidim. He blessed him. God is about blessing us. Get into his presence. If you think you're not being blessed, get into God's presence and you'll feel that blessing. He had eight sons. Do you know what eight, the number eight in the word of God speaks of? New beginnings. God's presence, when you get into God's presence, I will guarantee you'll have a new beginning with God. You will. I tell you what, I love the presence of the Lord. And it doesn't finish there because it goes on to say more. This is what it says. Verse 6, his son Shemaiah also had sons who were leaders in their father's family. Wow, because they were very capable men. Isn't that interesting? The sons of Shemaiah, and it goes through them all. And verse 8, all these were descendants of Obadidim. They and their sons and their relatives were capable men with the strength to do the work. Descendants of Obadidim, 62 in all. Get this, guys. When you become a changed person, you don't only change, yourself is changed, but your family is changed. Your sons, sons, your children's children will be changed for the better. You will be a you'll be on fire for God. You will be a family and a house for God. And here it says that not only did his sons experience the blessing and were influenced, but much more. His sons became leaders in their father's family because it says they were capable men. If you can't do anything, get into the presence of God and you will be an overcomer. You will realize what God can do through what, what can God can do through you. And it set, he sets an example of serving in the house of the Lord. Obadidim served everywhere. Why? Because he have, had a revelation of the Father's blessing in his presence. And it didn't just affect Obadidim, but it in, one man influenced through the change in his life, 62. That's what it says. Verse 8, 62 were influenced by the presence of the Lord, because he allowed it to come into his home. Isn't that amazing? Bring up your family to a chain church. Get them around the blessing of being in church. You know, my father traveled a lot. He wasn't at home a lot. But my mother didn't leave it just, oh, well, I'll only go to church when my father was here. I lived in Scotland, and I can tell you, we had harsh weather where I lived, there would be blizzards, there would be snow, there would be hail, there would be storms. And we walked two miles to church, snow, rain, hail, whatever it was, we walked. Because my dad would have the car while he was away. And you know what? I'd think, ugh, do we have to do this? I can't stand doing this. Why do we have to do this? 
And then one day, I got a touch from the Lord. And I would, I know why we have to do this, because I had a revelation of the Father's presence in my life. It became a joy to go to church. It became an excitement to go to church. Bring up your family to attend church, and I'll guarantee it will change them. And even if your sons and your daughters might take off and do their own thing, they will never forget what was planted in them. Obadidam's sons and his son's sons never forgot what Obadidam instilled into them. He served everywhere, Obadidam, and he influenced his family that everyone else started serving. Our children are serving. We are an example to our children. Your children will serve because you are being an example to them. God is about generations. He's not just about one and it stops. He's about generations. And I can... I tell you what, church that is relevant and real, where worship and praise to God the Father is, they will grow up to be capable men and women. Worship is so important, especially in a church service, because it's the one time where everyone in the congregation can participate in actually experiencing something. And what people personally experience in church is what they take home, and it's why they come back. People need a touch. That's why we do worship. And do you know that um, half the world is under, nearly half the world is under 25. So young people, we want to empower you to really get the presence of the Lord. When you come to church, you feel it. That's um, why we love young people. And when you love young people, they'll love you back. So we keep our songs contemporary and relevant here at Excite because God is about the new. Revelation 5 and 9 says, and they sang a new song. God is the creator, so it's God of the new. New birth, new testament, new heavens, new earth, new creation, new Jerusalem, new song, new garment. I told you, Paul, that retail therapy was in the Bible. I tell you what, new garments. I feel that shopping buzz coming along. God loves shoppers. Yes, I'm just so thankful God loves shoppers. Yes, definitely. Uh, I need the Visa card, not the FPOS. I actually memorized, when I married Paul, I seriously memorized his Visa card. Seriously, it's so cool. It's the only numbers I ever remember in my whole life. I don't even remember my marriage date, but I remember the Visa card number. That is so awful, eh? That's terrible. I know. Oh, terrible. So, you know, a new song reaches people that are unconnected. You know, the devil doesn't like new songs because it has power. And because he led the praises and the worship in heaven, and he was thrown out. He doesn't want worship to open up people's heart, but God wants to open your heart this morning to the worship, because in it you will feel the presence of the Lord. You will get an experience that will change you for the better. And, um, and remember, it's not the worship we are worshiping, but it's Jesus. Yes. Now, I'm nearly done. Hallelujah. Revelation 2. I just want to finish with this. Revelation 2. This is to the letters to the churches. 
And it says here in Revelation chapter 2, and I was thinking about this, I was just preparing this message. It says, to the angel of the church in Ephesus write. And I think I might have put it up on the screen. Further down it says, to the church in Ephesus. This is a good church, I can tell you. Listen to this. Verse, I think it's a two or a three. I can't see. Sorry, guys. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked men, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. Verse 3. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. That sounds like a good church, doesn't it? This is what God has to say. Wait to hear this. Verse 4. This is God. Yet I hold this against you. Woo, this is a good one. You have forsaken your first love. Now I got to thinking about this. What is so special about a first love? Well, I can tell you this. This is where Paul comes into it again. Yeah. When I first started falling in love and when he first started falling in love with me, there was something special about a first love. Do you know what Paul wanted to do with his first love? He just wanted to be in my presence. And that is the key, guys. He couldn't get enough of me and I couldn't get enough of him. It all comes down to that first love. And I tell you what, it's sweet and it's nice. And God said to this church, you are a great church, but you need the presence of the Lord in your life and it will change you so that you will feel that you are in first love all the time. Do you know that you are God's first love and you will always be God's first love? He just wants to have a relationship with you and He just wants to fill you with His presence because that will what will change you. It will change you for the better. And as a church, we are here to make a difference by reaching people who need a touch of His presence. We are about reaching the lost and the hurt and the broken because they need Jesus. And I just want to finish with this as well. And I'm going to speak to the men here today. They've actually done surveys and shown that when a man comes to Christ and comes to church, approximately 80% of the cases his family also comes. When a woman comes to Christ, the figure drops to around 30%. And when a young person comes to Christ, it drops to about 9%. Men, I want you to have a touch from the Lord. I want you to feel His presence here this morning because Obadidim was the man of his house, and he got a change that day. For three months, the presence of the Lord was in his house. And when it went, the ark of God, and it was put in a building, he went where the presence of the Lord was. He followed it. God wants you men to rise up and get a touch from the Lord, to be the presence carriers. Bring your family to church. Bring your sons to church and they will be influenced to influence their children's children so that we have a generation and generations to come 
who will praise and worship the Lord because of what change you made in your home through the presence of the Lord. You don't need to ask for it, although God will give you it, but it'll just be there. You just say, thank you, Lord, for your presence. It is here, and I'm just going to receive it, and I'm going to make a difference, not only in my family, but in church, in my community, and wherever God places you to be. So um, we're going to finish with an awesome song. We're going to finish with a really high-energy song because we're in about patching here today. And we are a church who makes a difference, not only to this generation, but generations to come like Obadiah. So let's have the presence. Yeah, go for it, guys. <laughs> 